Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Rest Based Weight Loss Podcast series. In this episode, I want to address a submission that I received to the Q&A form, to the question and answer form. Uh, I want to address a comment that I received and uh, just talk a little bit, expand a little bit on what it is that I do here <laughs> based on the comment that was left in my Q and a form. And once again, I would love to be able to hear from you. If you do have a question or comment regarding anything that I discuss in the rest based weight loss podcast series, I'd love to hear from you. You can go to operationfixmylife.com slash question and answer to submit your question or to submit your comment and I'll come live. I'll come on here and address it. So I want to do that in this episode, but in case this is your first time listening, my name is Lene Urban. I am a nutrition consultant, certified nutrition consultant. I'm a stress management coach. I'm a lifestyle coach and rest-based weight loss gives you the tools you need to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. What the heck does that even mean? Well, <laughs> in a nutshell, um, all of the most popular weight loss strategies that we have out there right now, um, all of the all of those strategies were created and birthed from research that was done about 50 or 60 years ago, uh, research done on 21, 22, 23-year-old professional male athletes. Uh, back then, people didn't really exercise. We lived in a very different time back then. There was a lot more movement, um, a lot less stress. There was uh, just life was a little bit more, a little bit more balanced. And then when things began to transition in our culture, and uh, and, and you know people began gaining weight, uh, people began developing heart disease. I think it was especially when um, one of the presidents—I forget which one back then—but when he had uh, when he had a heart attack. That is when the federal government, like the federal government, they put a lot of time and resources into figuring out what the cause of heart disease was. And so all of the research that was, that birthed out of that era, um, all of that research, uh, compiled findings that really miscommunicated what health and wellness where health and wellness is supposed to, or the direction that health and wellness is supposed to take us. Uh, there were a lot of findings, <clears throat> for example, one of the, one of the scientists that was hired by brought on by the federal government to research the nutritional reasons for heart disease. He did uh, a bunch of studies on the diets of different cultures around the world. And in the specific countries that he researched, he found that those that consumed less fat were those cultures had people that had uh, lower rates of heart disease. Uh, but the, so the studies that came out, uh, were like the, the conclusion was that fat was the reason for heart disease. And that's when the whole low fat craze came out. So everything, you know, it was low fat, no fat. And with the low fat craze, a whole bunch of other issues ensued. So food companies started putting more sugar into their products to make up for the lack of fat. Cheese became huge because, uh, you know, people weren't, they were 
uh, creating like low fat dairy and low fat milk. So what were they going to do with all that fat? They took all of that fat and then they started making cheese. And then they, the, the marketers and, uh, the, the retail companies, the food companies, the food industry, they drove the heck out of their, out of marketing cheese. And so when we get to like, you know, the late 80s, the early 90s, cheese was massive. Like, oh my goodness. So all of this, so every, everything now that we're, we're talking about a span of like 40 years or so where all of this misinformation, this misguided information based on research that was not done in due diligence, uh, just swept the entire world in terms of the the food pyramid now that we even have the the popular food pyramid that's sanctioned by the FDA i mean just horrible horrible miscommunication and so we are all now victims we're all now victims of that and in my i was a victim uh, of it as well but when I decided to switch my focus from just losing weight to being able to transform my life, that's when I started doing all this research on the most cutting edge, the most recent science and the most research, recent research on diet and exercise. And what I found is that we have it all wrong and we've had it all wrong for like the past 50 years. Uh, and that weight loss is actually something that needs to be, it's not, weight loss should not be forced. Weight loss, the more you try to force weight loss, the more you drive your metabolism out of balance and, uh, and actually drive your metabolism to metabolic damage. So you have people that are forcing weight loss that end up with like thyroid disorders that end up with hormonal disorders. Uh, they end up gaining back weight that they've lost. They end up going on this yo-yo, uh, losing weight and gaining weight back and losing weight and gaining weight back. I mean, just, uh, you know, 48%, I think of the entire world's population is overweight or obese. So we are just all, we're all sorts of messed up. We are, we are all <laughs> just all messed up. And so what I want to do as a weight loss coach is I want to just bring us back let's rewind time. Let, let, let's, let's dial it back. Let's hold the phone. Everybody let's go back. Okay. Because we've gotten too smart for our own good. We have all this technology. We have all this research. We have all these different before and afters and, you know, all these different findings and millions of different weight loss strategies that are all still grounded in, in, in incorrect information or information research that does not apply to the general population. And so rest-based weight loss seeks to, to put a stop, like put a stop to the hemorrhaging of what's been happening in the weight loss industry and, and look at the, what I call the big rocks, the big rocks of weight loss that are really, really partially attributed to diet and exercise and more so attributed to lifestyle. Uh, I like to think of myself as someone who I really like to go back and try to combine like our current, our current opportunities in, in terms of technology and, uh, and the ability to be able to find answers to anything at our fingertips, like combining our current present advantages with the things that our hunter our hunter gatherer ancestors did 
and how it was that they were able to maintain their health and maintain their weight, maintain their strength. And if they survive the element, the elements live to nice old ripe rages still out there hunting, still out there gathering food. Do you know what I mean? Like all the way until they died. So that's in a nutshell, that's where I'm at. And that's where I come, that's where I'm coming from. And so that is kind of an introduction to one of the comments that I received in, uh, to my submission form. And I was really, it was really nice to be able to receive this. Um, so I just want to give a big shout out to Sid. Hi, Sid. Thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you so much for submitting the form. But Sid says, uh, she said to me, you are the first person to ever discuss rest over exercise. As an athlete, it was always calories in versus calories out. Now as a woman battling menopause, the feeling of failure is overwhelming. Discussions around testosterone and progesterone have been helpful. And I am like a sponge absorbing the connections. The rabbit hole is deep within this one. So Sid, I just want to thank you again for submitting that comment and that response. I, th I feel like because I've been talking about rest-based weight loss and rest-based living for so long, I forget that there are still people out there that don't, that in their, in their research and in their studies, I keep forgetting how little, how little, uh, word is there, there is out there in the fitness world and in the, in the weight loss world about rest. I remember reading an article years ago, uh, by a, a celebrity personal trainer who was, who was hired by a really famous actress. She wouldn't say who it was, but the actress was in like her mid to late forties in like really good shape, but she had this little like menopause pooch. She had this belly. She started gaining weight in her belly. So the personal trainer started having her, you know, started doing all the things that she's done with other celebrities. And while the woman's, the actress, while her fitness improved tremendously, while she, while she uh, built great tone and strength in her arms and her legs, the belly seemed to get bigger. And so in this article, the personal trainer like talked about the fact that I think it was, I forgot what it was that led to this, but she talked about the fact that she just had the woman like take a break. I think she was going on vacation or something. And when the woman came back from uh, vacation, her belly had gotten, her, her belly had gotten smaller. She lost like a few inches around her belly. And that is what led the, the celebrity personal trainer to think about potentially putting her on like uh, decreasing her training, her exercise uh, and increasing the amount of rest that she took. And before you know it, over time, this actress, her belly fat uh, completely, it completely shrunk, it disappeared. And she was able to finally have a nice flat tummy after struggling with it for years. And this was a really like, I read this article a few years ago. It wasn't very popular. It didn't get a lot of popular buzz. And, you know, the reason is because rest is not sexy. <laughs> it's not. 
I mean, if we look at all the, the Instagram models and, you know, the celebrity, the fitness celebrity people that post pictures and videos of themselves exercising and they're huffing and puffing and they're lifting heavy weights and they're running for miles and they're completing triathlons and they're doing all of these amazing things like that's sexy. You know what I mean? Like we look at the, we look at something like that. And I feel like internally, probably deep down inside all of us, because really not that we were all created to run, you know, to complete triathlons, but our bodies were built to be in constant physical motion. Our bodies were built to constantly be hunting and gathering to uh, use our muscles and use our organs and use our metabolism and use every part, uh, use our um, our mental faculties use all parts of us, everything that makes us who we are as human beings. We were designed to use everything in order to keep us alive. But because we have all transitioned now currently, you know, especially in the Western world, we've transitioned to, to this culture where everything is at our fingertips. We don't have to get up off the couch for anything. We don't have to, we don't have to stand up we don't have to go gather anything. We don't have to go gather any food. The most we have to do is walk to, you know, go to a grocery store and walk around a grocery store for 20 minutes and gather all the food we need for weeks. I mean, we're, we've, we're so, we've come so far as a culture and a society. We are so far away from how we were designed to live. And so now what's happening is it's killing us. Now we have the increase in as, as far as medical science has advanced. As, as long as we have been dealing with cancer and heart attacks and strokes and diabetes and hypertension and all of these things, as far as we've come scientifically and technologically, we, people are dropping dead every, people are having heart attacks every day. People are being diagnosed with stage three and four cancer every single day. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, people are being put on high blood pressure medication and cholesterol medication. I've, people in their, their 20s and 30s high blood pressure, cholesterol medication. This is crazy. This is insane. And so, you know, like as a society, we're just not, we're, we're slowly, it's like we're slowly, but surely walking ourselves to our own death. And, and, you know, when those of us, when we want to lose weight, what it is, what is it that we do? We run to the gym and we, you know, we, we try some extreme diet. We try to do some cleanse. Like we try to, we try to, uh, uh, implement some really quick fix, something that will allow us to start seeing results quickly, start seeing some pounds come off the scale and, and our clothes to start fitting looser quickly, as quickly as possible. We try all these extreme things. And I, I diverged completely from what I was talking about, but we try all these quick things because we want a fast track to internally how we feel like the kind of lifestyle that we actually really were really pulled toward. So it's really sexy to watch, to follow someone on Instagram who is, you know, eating paleo and working out an hour and a half a day, like, you know, carrying boulders and flipping huge tires and stuff like that. So that's what we want right? That's the thing that we want. Um, and what we don't realize is that's not, that is not what is going to get us the results that we're looking for. Um, and nobody, like nobody posts about resting. I mean, you know, if they, if these celebrities, if they do talk about resting versus exercise, 
they'll post a picture of themselves laying out on the beach, you know, on vacation somewhere because they were able to sell a bunch of their merch because they're super popular on Instagram. And so now they can afford to go on vacations, (laughs) but they don't, they don't talk about that being part of their recovery and rest being part of their strategy. Like people don't really talk about this. So the, you know, the voice that I am in this podcast series, like what I'm trying to present to those that are willing to listen, to those that want to listen, to those that just want a different way. There are people, don't get me wrong, there are people that are following, you know, the the sexy way to lose weight, like the hard, the huffing and puffing, the sweating, the blood, sweat and tears, the craziness. Like there are people that follow that. They really want that for themselves. And so I'm not I am not discounting that. I'm not insulting that. I'm not even saying that that's wrong. I'm saying that I believe that there is a segment of the population who really just wants to be healthy, who wants to be whole, who wants to feel good in their skin, who wants to feel good in their clothes, who doesn't, they don't want to feel like they have to hide themselves in their clothes. They want to have the freedom to be able to shop wherever they want and put and pick out anything that they feel like would look good on them without having to worry about hiding, you know, and tucking things in. Like there's a segment of us that we just want to live. Like we just want to live our lives. We want to enjoy our lives. We want to be able to have a healthy balance. And right now, just our lives, where we're at right now, we are so far away from that balance. We are, we are tipped so far in a different direction than what we want for ourselves. And so my goal as a weight loss coach, and definitely my goal in this series, is to just help very slowly bring you into balance so that all of those changes that you want to be able to achieve, they can just happen on their own. So there's definitely, there's a weight loss component, right? Where you have to actually like, you know, start gathering the energy and gathering the willpower and and doing all those things, making lifestyle choices so that you can uh, be able to start making some changes physically. And then once those things happen, and once you get further enough along, that's when you automate, I mean, that's when you generate the energy, you generate the willpower, you generate the wantingness to then, you know, get out there and start pushing yourself a little bit. Once you start, you know, proving to your body and proving to yourself that you can actually do it. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. You know, it's been five years since my journey. Um, it took me like five or six months to get down to specifically the weight and the dress size and everything that I wanted to be. I couldn't believe it. And so I've just been chilling. I've been chilling in, in maintenance mode, not really pushing myself, not setting any goals. It's like, this is awesome. I can just kind of hang out here. And now I'm finally getting around to, okay, Lene, like, let's push yourself. Now I can start uh, doing some of the physical training very slowly. Okay. I'm not jumping and diving into like bodybuilding competitions, but very slowly jumping into some other goals and stuff that I have. Now I can start pushing myself. Like for example, I really want to be able to do chin-ups and pull-ups. And so now with the training that I'm doing, I'm very slowly, but surely working my way to being able to do chin-ups and pull-ups. And, and that's exciting for me. But I, I, I have to tell you what, it's not possible. It's physically impossible to go from sitting on the couch and living this really stressed out life to, to going and doing chin-ups and pull-ups. Like it's, it's possible to do that, but it's impossible to sustain. That's an impossible because you're going from one stressor of not doing enough to another stressor of jumping into way too much. 
So I believe that the key is balance and transition, transition, a slowly, a slow but sure transition to the lifestyle that you want. That's what rest-based weight loss is all about. So thank you so much for listening, Sid. Thank you for adding your comment. This week, I'm going to talk about, uh, Sid, you're the second person that reached out to me mentioning the fact that uh, that you are an athlete. Another a former athlete reached out to me as well. So I'm going to talk to you guys. I'm going to address those of you, a segment of the population that I have been ignoring thus far, uh, but those of you that come from a very physical background. Uh, that you're used to killing it in, in physical activity and physical fitness. You, uh, you were at the height of your glory back when you were athletic and now things like life has happened. And now you're trying to figure out how to get back to, you know, the health and the physique and the body that you want while navigating all these hormonal changes and everything that's happened since then. So I'm going to address you guys. I'm going to do a couple episodes for you guys this week. I'm also going to address those of you that are type A and type B personalities. Okay. Those of you that are really like, you know, I, I call you guys, I say you guys carry a lot of adrenaline, those of you that are type A. So I'm going to talk about you guys and I'm going to address the type Bs. I'm a type B. Hello. Nice to, nice to talk to you. Uh, us type Bs, we have we have laziness issues <laughs> okay? when it comes to exercise and those things. So I'm going to talk about weight loss tips for type A's and type B personalities. Uh, and we're going to talk about some other cool things this week. So make sure you come back and subscribe. Okay. This was another episode of the rest-based weight loss podcast series. Once again, I'm your host, Lene Urban, and I can't wait to talk to you next time.